we are at the Orachim HaKadosh, big day today, because we're at the last parasha, and that means, Baruch Hashem, we were able to go through from Bereshit all the way to Vizot Beracha and say at least one uh, one piece from the Orachim HaKadosh, that's a great zechut, and we're very grateful that Borei Olam gave us the ability in order to see this project from beginning to end. A person that starts a mitzvah, they tell him to complete it. And it's easy to start mitzvot when everybody's excited and gung-ho, but then there's what's called the fallout period when everybody starts to get a little uh, cooled off. Baruch Hashem, uh, we were able to uh, remain excited. I mean, the, the content of the Ura Hayim makes it very easy to stay excited. Every week we saw another beautiful, beautiful eye-opening insight. This week is no... Uh, no exception. I chose the first piece of Bezot Beracham because it talks about the praise of Moshe Rabbeinu Alav Shalom. And today we are in Sukkot and we're on the fourth day of Sukkot. And of course, that's the day of Moshe Rabbeinu. So I think it's appropriate uh, to talk about the greatness of Moshe on his uh, day of Ushpizin. So let's begin. First Pasuk of the Perashah. Bezot Beracham. Asher Berach Moshe. That's all we have to read today. This is the Beracha. Of course, the Orach HaMakadosh will right away question Vezot, the Vav. Uh, why, does, why do you need a Vav? Just say Zot HaBeracha. Asher Berach Moshe, that Moshe Rabbeinu blessed. Isha Elohim, the man of God, it Bnei Israel, the Jewish people before his death. So says the Orach HaMakadosh. Inyan. I mean, we're just starting a new parashah. Normally, you don't start a parashah with a vav, with an and. You start the parashah straight up. Then he says, what do you need the whole pasuk If you're coming to tell me, well, we need to know who's giving the blessing and who's receiving the blessing. Well, we know this already. We know exactly that Moshe Rabbeinu has been talking to Bnei Israel from the beginning of the book of Devarim. And if that was the case, I mean, the person should have just said, Bayomer, Bayomer Moshe. If this is coming to tell me the timing that it was close to his death, we know that this is his last, his last derasha. Because right after this, it says he, he, he passed on. So what's the whole purpose for the Pasuk to come and tell us uh, this introduction? This is the Berachah that blessed Moshe Rabbeinu, the Jewish people, before he died. So he says, beautiful. The Pasuk is coming to praise this man of God. How great his actions are. Right before this Berachah, what did we learn? The Pasuk told us about the decree that God made against Moshe Rabbeinu that he's going to die in the Midbar. Go up to the mountain of Abarim and die. Why? Because you rebelled against me at the time of the hitting of the rock, which really was the Jewish people's fault. The Jewish people uh, uh, were, were the cause of the complaining, and Moshe Rabbeinu actually gets punished on account of them. Says the Rav, the Imkain Yomara Omer, the normal person would say, Kizem Moshe Aish, 
mean, the man could have a claim. Why should I bless these people? Who It's because of them I'm dying. And after all, all Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to do was go into Eretz Israel, And now because of them, he can't go in. You wouldn't think that Moshe Rabbeinu, right before he passes away, would want to bless those people that are responsible for his demise. If anything, you'd say he would have claims against them. And even if you want to say he's a tzaddik, that he doesn't have claims, but to go to the other extreme and to bless them. Moshe golden language. chased B'nai Israel and worked for them like he's running after a horse. Garmudo and then the result, all his hard work, what did they do to him? They caused him to die. And they refrained him from coming into the artists. He desired it and craved it. Normal human nature is somebody does bad to you, you keep away from him. You want to have nothing to do with him. Even want to say, yeah, guy that's sadiq, he's patient. He's forgiving. That only will say that you're not going to hate the person that wronged you. But to go to the other extreme, but to have closeness of the heart, that's usually, you know, far, uh, far, far from acceptable behavior. It testifies on our tzaddik, the amad, so the first part of the pasuk is that even though we just learned that Moshe Rabbeinu was punished on account of Israel, and still, now didn't he not have any claims against him? He actually blessed them. To go back what we said above, she is to be to connect with what we just learned. What does that tell us that he gave this blessing before his passing? Again, to show us his righteousness. Which means at this point over here, which um, we call it uh, which means uh, he's now about uh, to die. That's why he's leaving this world. So that's when you would think he has the biggest claims. Because now he's dying. It's the time where the Gezerah is being fulfilled against him. And then we would have thought, I'm only dying now because of them. And then was saying that even though the timing normally would cause a regular person, less than Moshe, to have gripes and claims. Oh, no. at the time the Gezerah was being fulfilled, still he had greatness to bless them. What did say Lomar? He comes along and he says, furthermore, that Ab goes on to say, was not the first one to bless the Jewish people, by the way. Abraham, Abraham blessed Yitzhak. Yitzhak, Yaakov, Yitzhak blessed Yaakov. Yaakov blessed his children. And that was considered B'nai Israel at the time. Uh, so it means 
Moshe Rabbeinu is coming to add to the Berachot that were given by the earlier Tzadikim. That's what it says, Vesot, the Vav. It's coming to say, he's not canceling how to the earlier Berachot, but Vav is Mosif. Like it says in the Pasuk, Hashem Eloav Vodakem Yosef, Vibareketkem, Shakavanah Zui Mishali. Moshe Rabbeinu always is adding to the Berachot of those that came before him. Like he added to the Berachot of Kadosh Baruch Hu. Harev, Shemakpid Ledagdek, Hashem Mosif Lebarech. Fine. This is a beautiful diuk. Whenever you have a he in the beginning of a word, that means it's called he the he of distinction. So when you say that this is not a beracha, but this is the beracha, implying that no beracha ever in history had the uh, level of this beracha. So the question is what makes this beracha? What makes it the beracha? Uh, so he writes, Shehi mikulam. Question is why? So the person explains. Number one, Asher berach Moshe, the one who's giving the beracha. Moshe v'yadua hu ma'alato, kemosh katuv Elohe olam v'hokicho aharonu miriam. Remember when Moshe Rabbeinu uh, was, they spoke about him, Aharon and Miriam, and God came and chastised them and said, who are you talking about? The Moshe Rabbeinu is my, my servant. In all of my house, he is Ne'eman. He is, he is trustworthy. I speak to this man mouth to mouth, face to face at all times. Um, and therefore, why weren't you afraid to speak about my servant Moshe? So that's what the Pasuk is saying. This Beracha was not given by any person. You know who Moshe was. Moshe Rabbeinu was the greatest prophet that ever lived as God chastised Haron uh, and Miriam. And he was also called Isha Elohim. Now Isha Elohim, what does it mean? The, the man of Elohim. So the Rab quotes a Pasuk in Megillah Rut when it talks about Naomi. And it says uh, that uh, regarding Naomi says, Ish Naomi. Ish Naomi is referring to Elimelech. She was the husband of Naomi. But over there, the way they explain it over here is Ish Naomi, she, he was the, the master of Naomi. He was the, he, he, he ruled over Naomi. He was the, the man of the house. He was called Ish Naomi. So by the fact that it calls Moshe Rabbeinu Isha Elohim, it means to say that he controlled God. As if to say that if Moshe Rabbeinu makes a gezerah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is mekayim. Isha Elohim. That means the Elohim is being controlled by the Ish. And who's the Ish? Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe haya gozer mekayim. And then he says, so therefore, number one, Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu, the greatest prophet. Number two is Isha Elohim. And number three, Et Bnei Yisrael. Now, what is Et Bnei Yisrael coming to? There was never a Beracha that was given to all 600,000 people at one time. When Abraham blessed Yitzhak, it's one person. When Yitzhak blessed Yaakov, it's one person. When Yaakov blessed his children, it's 12 people or 70 people. But this is the first time in history where the Beracha was given to all. And therefore, there is no, uh, uh, there's nobody missing and that already creates a tremendous amount of spiritual energy. Furthermore, he says, the fact that it says not only he blessed B'nai Yisrael, it says et B'nai Yisrael, the et is including the Shekhinah, 
that the Shekhinah rested with the Jewish people. And the rabbi says, just like we say that the Shekhinah rests with us in our difficult times, and our good times, the Shekhinah is with us also. And therefore, since this is a great moment for Bnei Israel, we're receiving a, a godly blessing from Moshe Rabbeinu before he passes, therefore the Shekhinah was present in order to participate and partake in the joy of Bnei Israel. So therefore, it's not Bnei Israel only, but it is Et Bnei Israel. Furthermore, when is he giving the Beracha? He's giving the Beracha before he passes. And we know, according to the Zohar Kadosh, it says that before a tzaddik passes, he receives a tremendous, tremendous amount of spiritual lift. And he has tremendous cohort like he never had in his entire life. As the Pasuk says in Tehilim, Tosef Ruham Yigva'un. That before they pass away, Tosef Ruham is a elevation and a uh, uh, um, a uh, an additional spirit that takes over. Uh, and therefore, the tzaddik, before he passes away, has tremendous, tremendous powers. That's why the tzaddikim blessed before they pass away. Because they're taking all their actions from their whole life and they become compounded. And they all come to greet the tzaddik. So it's not just that he did one or two things in his life on different days. All of them come together to greet the tzaddik at the end of his life. But it was like a, it's a dynamo. So therefore, the pasuk is saying, you know what? Makes this beracha special. Let's review. Bezod haberacha. Number one, Asher berach Moshe. Look at the man, the greatest prophet that ever lived. And who is he blessing? Isha. And who is this man? Isha Elohim. He's the man that tells God what to do. He's the Isha Elohim. Isha Naomi. And number two, it's it, number three. It's Bnei Israel. He's blessing all the people. A blessing like this never happened before. We had all the energies of Bnei Israel, Shamot, at the same place. And it, the Shekinah was present as well. Before he passed, when his energies now were compounded, and then he comes along and he says, Ishta Elohim, he says something, something uh, very, very, very great about Moshe Rabbeinu. And he writes like this. Talks about the nature of Moshe. Question is, was Moshe Rabbeinu by nature a humble man and by nature, let's say, uh, prone to righteousness? So says the, the Rav that actually that was not the case. He comes along and says there were certain Sadiqim that were naturally, according to their natural tendencies and nature, they were just good natured. And some were born with, you know, difficult traits that they had to overcome. He brings the example of Shaul HaMelech. Shaul, it says, made one sin and God already punished him. David HaMelech made two and God forgave him. So he says, what do you mean? Is there favoritism? Why could Shaul only get away with one and David get away with two? So he says, because Shaul, his nature was good. And therefore, to make a sin, he had to go against his nature. Whereas David, his nature was uh, uh, prone to these things. And therefore, it was much more difficult for David to overcome. So therefore, he gets a more, uh, more leverage. And he writes like this. All the good traits that Moshe Rabbeinu had, it only came because he had fear of God. It was the fear of God that drove Moshe Rabbeinu to do good. Not that his nature... Uh, brought him to this uh, to this way. As it says, Shaul made one mistake and what he punished him. 
even made two and they let him go. Shaul was patient by nature. He wasn't hot, umahir, and, and you know, quick to make decisions, to make mistakes. And therefore, when he made one mistake, already he lost the kingdom. He defeated all, according to the nature of the person, if he would have had the nature of the Vedamid, he would have made 10 mistakes. Haya David ten times worse. room to think that he was humble by nature. He says, No, that's where the Purapasu comes along and says, What made Moshe Rabin win? He's Isha Elohim. He was a man of God. He was driven by Irak Shamayim. Elohim and therefore, it was not because he had a, a predisposition to these good midor. So therefore, this person over here is coming to tell us a few things. Let's just review it very quickly. It's coming to say that even though Vav, even though we just read in the last parasha, that Moshe Rabbeinu was cursed to die as a result of the sin of the people, he still came and blessed the people, the people that caused him to die. And when did he bless them? At the time that he's dying. At the time where he should be most angry at the people, on the contrary, not only was he angry, but he actually was very generous to give them the beracha. And who gave the beracha? The greatest prophet, Moshe, Isha Elohim, the one that can, can tell God what to do. He's gozer and and he gave it like nobody else to all the people. A beracha like this was never given. Shekinah was present. The Flemotoba, his energies are compounded, and that's what the Pasuk refers to it as Hab beracha. It was the beracha. There was no beracha ever given with such uh, 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 with such cohort and such power as this beracha, arguably the greatest beracha ever given in the history. And the Torah comes and reminds us as well that even so, Moshe Rabbeinu was called Isha Elohim. Nobody should think for a minute that oh, if I was Moshe Rabbeinu, I would be born like him, I would also be Moshe. No, Moshe Rabbeinu struggled for his midot. And it was the fear of God that kept his midot in check. But without fear of God, it sounds like Dora Haimakadosh, the Kubi Moshe Rabbeinu would have uh, would have had a, a difficult time reigning in the Midot. But it was because of the fear of God, he was Isha Elohim. He was his his goodness was a result of work and struggle, which is Yirat Rabotai, This is the Siyum, and uh, couldn't have been on a better day of Moshe Rabbeinu's uh, uh, in the in the Sukkah. And therefore, we we leave Bechitov. We pray. That just like God gave us the ability to explain the Urah Hamakadosh throughout the whole Torah from Bereshit Vizot Baracha, can you say Enu, but you give us the Atlantic to continue to delve into this Torah and start these projects and see them through in good health, not only to the Rab, but to our members and all those that are listening. The school, the Shanim Rabot, Naimot, Betovot. And as we say when we finish the Sefer, Adran Alak, we intend to return to you, Sefer Torah, and Bizat Hashem, we hope to come back with Simanataba. The next coming year,